How are, How are you today? today? I'm good. That's right. good. You? Thirsty right now. Just put my tea down. <laughs> anyway, I didn't want the vacuum cleaners coming on during our talk. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. So they came early. Or they normally come on Thursdays, but because mm-hmm. of the holiday, and they mm-hmm. got the house clean for us. Cool. Anyway, uh, I have to get my yawns out of the way before we get started. <laughs> <laughs> you do that now, I got a yawn. Darn you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, let's see funny. here. What did I do? I did. Let's see. I did send you uh, something. Uh, Sent a couple things. Uh, I got another little pop-up here with you on it. I wonder if I can get rid of that without you going away. I never know which is the active thing. They're both active. And no, you can't get rid of the little one because that'll hang up on me, I think. Yeah. Okay, well. Oh, I touched the other, turned the other one on. The little one went away. So I guess yeah. it went behind. So. And then over here, you know, I don't know. No, I don't want that on with this. This is kind of weird. I think I'm going to turn off this uh, stage manager. It confuses me. Mm-hmm. Uh, while I'm trying to do things. Right. Well, it tends to want to force you towards, you know, a single set of windows or a single window to sort of, you know, monotask. And so. And I I haven't, I haven't quite figured out how to use them yet to keep what I want when I want and then bring something else on, you know, it just doesn't seem to work. Not naturally. (laughs) Yeah. It takes a little getting used to. I actually kind of like it, but there are times when it, bothers me yeah so So. all right why don't i anyway hit the start and uh, we'll go all righty um i did bring up like on google news their technology and mac daily news um so we can kind of look at what they're talking about so because we didn't have a whole lot listed so but i figure we'll start with your uh 12 ingenious inventions you've never seen before so oh, talk okay. about those. I forgot. I forgot what they were. But oh, anyway, well, we unfortunately, we can't ref. We can't reference it because it's a video. I don't like it when you send videos because oh. we can't reference it during oh. the show. And quite, fr- I get irritated watching it? videos because I don't. I, I get impatient. They 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 talk and they drag it out and they want you to sit there and watch a ten minute video and something I could have written in sixty seconds. You know, so yeah. I don't like videos. But well, do you? Re- I, I, there was something that I thought was worth putting up here to re- as a reminder but i can't remember now what it was that's you're right the problem is is if you haven't done it <laughs> recently yeah or watched it well the most uh, the, the first the last thing we talked about was the sand battery that's being used in um uh where is it uh it's in place in uh oh crap all this stuff popping up That's weird because you said you couldn't yeah. watch it or read it, and then I, but I could, but now I can't on on this. It's weird. On my phone, I could read it just fine. 
Yeah, yeah, this one uh, required a, a subscription. Right. I just. So let's see. What was this? What was the red dot? Oh, we, we, we finished We there. did that last week, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, do we have anything to talk about? <laughs> Study finds, oh, this malware, MacKeeper thing. Yeah. Study finds that. That doesn't surprise me at all. Those guys are interested in viruses being out there so they can say, oh, we kill them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's let's big... let's go ahead and start. And um, I found a link to an article that you can read that talks about the sand battery. All right, and I just sent it. Oh, all right. Let me start oh, the did. let me let me start the music. All right. Happy day to you all. We're coming into the holiday season. Welcome to Generation Tech. I'm Todd Brinker. I am joined by my dad, Jack. How you doing, older generation? Doing, <laughs> doing great, Todd. Yeah. Getting Feeling some, older lately. Getting some autumnal weather there. October weather. Well, I said autumnal. I said autumnal. 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 Because it's autumnal. Autumnal yeah. is is autumn-like. Well, I was just noticed that uh, my neighbors have done such a good job of getting the leaves off of the streets and stuff. Uh -huh. It doesn't seem like, like autumn anymore. Yeah. The, the tree, trees aren't totally bare, but mostly barren, you know. Right. So, uh, and, and we're now having pretty much freezing weather every morning, at least, you know, right. 30 or below. So. Yeah, my mornings have been uh, in the 40s. And so it was like 48. I was out walking this morning before we sat down to record. Yeah. And uh, had company because my wife, who's a teacher, is off this week because it's Thanksgiving week here in the U.S. of A. And so mm -hmm. uh, so she's – and uh, I when I walk, I talk on the phone with my sister-in-law. And I asked, you know, how's my brother doing? And she said, oh, he's in bed. <laughs> it's like his first Monday off, and he's like, "I'm not getting up early." Um, but apparently, on the weekend, he he ran a nine k. Uh, so so he did plenty of exercise for for all of us. <laughs> well, he, Tobin's always ready to go. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure if she'd have woke him up, he'd have been walking along with us as well. So, so something I found that I thought was really interesting, and this is the thing that we've talked about in uh, when we talk about energy for a long time, is that you know a lot of forms of energy are dependent on something that is not consistent, like the sun goes away every day, comes back the next day, the uh -huh. uh, you know the wind sometimes it's blowing, sometimes it's not, and yeah. so the thing is, how do you provide energy? For the times that it's not, right? How do you store that energy? And in Finland, they've actually got a working battery. And what it is, is it's solar energy stored in sand. It's a sand battery. It's pretty interesting. Um, they have a big tower and they run uh, 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 pipes or electrical heating elements through it to heat the sand up. And then the sand holds that heat really well. And then they use that then to uh, to heat water, and they could technically use it to 
regenerate electricity. And obviously, there's going to be loss. There's always loss in any battery system. But uh, it's pretty darned interesting, actually, <laughs> to, to think that they're just using, um, you know, a bunch of sand to well, how How are they getting it. the energy into the sand? So, so they say, okay, it's a... The, he, the article says, okay, it's a, there's a tall gray tower filled with low-grade sand and charged up with heat from excess solar and wind electricity. This uh, works through resistive heating. So they're creating resistance and heating up the sand, right? Um, uh, and through, is it through the moisture in the sand? Uh, no, it's just the sand itself. The 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 It's just dry sand. And then uh, hot air is then circulated through the container through a heat exchanger. Um, and they're saying that the sand can store heat at around 500 centigrade for several months, providing valuable store of cheap energy during the winter. When they need, the battery discharges the hot air warming water in the district heating network, which serves the city of uh, Tampra Homes. Uh, Tampra, T-A-M-P-R-P-E-R-E. -E. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And... Uh, and they say that you know homes and offices and and swimming pools. So they basically use it as a, as for heating. Um, but you know you can use that heat. I mean, at five hundred centigrade, you could use that heat to to you know reboil water and and spin turbines if you wanted to to make electricity back. I'm just shocked that they're saying they can hold heat for at five hundred centigrade for several months. So well, it's like, what's what's the installation? That's what the holder is when you say yeah. hold it. Yeah, well, I think most of the insulation is the sand itself. Um, you know, I don't. I mean, I, I would assume that the tower itself is is uh, probably got some insulation around the outside of it, but apparently it's just low grade sand. <laughs> Nothing particularly exciting about the the material. But uh, so yeah. they're not. So they're just putting them in tanks. That's all it is. Tanks it, full. Big sand. tanks full of sand, and then they've got uh, resistive heat elements running down through it to heat it up and they get it really hot and then they use that to then heat up whatever they need to heat whether it be air or water or whatever um that's and what's what what's the efficiency of the heat input versus what they actually get out and yeah out and i don't and i don't know how efficient yeah i don't know how efficient the battery is the article article doesn't go into a lot of details on that but apparently it's working well enough that for this city, it, it provides the uh, power for several hundred homes during the uh, down times. So, yeah. well, and, well, and Rob, what I like Rob, about it is, is it's not like this is, you know, a theory that somebody's drawn up. No, they built this thing and it's working and they're using it, you know. Mm -hmm. And let's face it, it's it's, you know, excess energy generated from solar and wind that's not used is lost. So it doesn't matter how, I mean, in a sense, it doesn't matter how efficient it is because it's storing energy that otherwise they would just lose. Hmm. Right? Yep. I mean, excess has got to be stored somewhere. Otherwise, it's just gone. Um, nobody's using it. So the thing is to find a balance of uh, between storage and the generations uh, system so that you can meet out uh, yeah. usable, usable energy when you need it over time uh -huh. without, ru without running out. Yeah. 
says that that uh, while the system is is you know essentially simple on initially that it's a fairly complex heat transfer uh, modeling inside their piping systems to store and release the energy. And they show some a picture of some pipes and some electrical switches and stuff. So, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just think it's cool. I mean, it's you know that's that's been a problem that we've talked about with with uh, you know these re- these um, renewable energy sources is not they're not you know uh, unlike stoking a fire with coal or or with or, or heating with uh, nuclear energy, solar and wind uh, aren't. 24 7 and so you know what do you do how do you store your energy to use it when you want to use it and this is just an interesting way of of doing that i'm just tickled to see that somebody's actually doing it you know well yeah well you know. and with some materials that are inexpensive basically relatively right. inexpensive compared yeah. to these exotic fuels and stuff. exactly yeah instead of trying to build a giant you know lithium battery lithium ion battery farm you know, they said, no, let's just, you know, pile up. a. a... And the thing is, too, you know, you talk about, you know, how, how big the thing is. And they say, well, a tall tower. Well, you see the tower next to these guys, and it looks like it's maybe 10 foot in diameter and maybe 30 foot high. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that's a lot of sand. But when you think about it, it's really not that much sand considering the number of uh, homes that it talked about. And this article doesn't talk about it. But the other article talked about the fact that it's there, there's about 100, 100 or so homes, 150 homes. Mm-hmm. That, that it's tied into, um, you know, and kudos to them for saying, Hey, we've got an idea and then, you know, spending the money to go build it and see how it works. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I like, I like test runs, you know, the idea of, you know, you get an idea, well, let's go test it. Yeah. Yeah. But until I see them building them on every block in their city, uh, tanks for storage, you know, or, or yeah, or well, that's the other thing. You, you think about like, well, um, where is it? Uh, you know, the the further you have to transmit the energy, you lose energy there too, right? So it should be more localized for your storage. So I found a different article here. It talks about it's a twenty three foot tall steel container with a hundred tons of sand. Okay. Yeah. Um, it says it's the, the lowest grade of sand that isn't used in construction. Okay, and then sand is able to store around 500 to 600 degrees centigrade. That's 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit for months. So power can be generated in the summer and then used to heat homes in the winter. Polar Energy says it has 100 kilowatts of heating power and 8 megawatts of energy capacity. Let me send you this other article because, yeah, it's a little bit more detailed on what they can do. But either way, I think it's pretty interesting. And kudos uh, to them for making the effort. I, yeah. I mean, it's a logical thing because the earth is made up of rock and we know that molten rock forms the core, you know, surrounding the, uh, the, the, the actual core is, is molten. Yeah. Right? Of our, of our planet. Right. Yeah. 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 Polar night is the, uh, energy company that's doing this in Finland. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So they're saying... Uh, they also they time use of that to when there's a higher energy prices too. So like the, when they if like typically in the U.S. demand is peaks um, uh, you know between four and nine o'clock at night for for energy. 
Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, they could generate energy when it's cheaper and then use it when it's more expensive to take it off the grid. So this is a a way of, of load balancing as well. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like I like the schematic here. Basically, uh, there's a dual path for the electricity. Some of it direct is needed if it's mm-hmm. drawn if the load is sufficient, and if not, it's just going more of it than goes into the heat storage, mm-hmm. which they show as being underground, which seems like a, a logical place. Uh, yeah, because you got insulation from the Earth's surface that you know you can take. You can talk about very large heat storage things depending depending on the mechanism for doing the heating and all of that sure you know? yeah and and i mean yeah you were talking about insulation i think you're right the best way to insulate it is just you know bury it but uh um at least initially they show it as the, the picture they show is the big 20 plus foot tower uh yeah, yeah. well the, it, the town it, is <laughs> there, that's my effort at speaking uh, Finish. Uh, Finish. <laughs> You're finished. <laughs> yeah. K-A-N-K-A-A-N-P and then two A's with umlauts above them. So yeah. Yeah. that's uh, whoever that, however that's pronounced, uh, the uh, that's where then, they're running it. And then the next one down below that V A T A J A N K O S K I. Yeah, there's there's you know too many too many uh, consonants and and weird dots and marks for us uh, poor English speakers to to deal with. <laughs> but yeah. uh, nonetheless, kudos to the fine folks in Finland for giving this a try. And uh, you know, like you said, if it's going to be successful, we're going to see it expand. You know. This this was a, a a test run, and their first one, and so yeah. they're they're getting lots of news coverage for going out and doing it, and apparently it's working. But like you you said, there's lots of questions about well, what's the efficiency of it, and and uh, you know, what, are there dangers with heating sand up to a thousand degrees? You know, right? <laughs> I yeah. you know, I have no idea idea what temperature at what temperature sand would then become molten, but you know. I'm I'm assuming it's not going molten at this point, and that's not a concern. But I don't know. Well, well, there's sand, and then there's other sand. So sand isn't uniform throughout the world, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. And and they talk about the you know the grade. So there like some sands are used in you know the production of concrete and stuff, and they're saying this mm-hmm. is the lowest grade, which is not used in construction. So it's it's low quality sand, which presumably means it's the cheapest, right? But but yeah. I'm assuming that you know, yeah, you, they don't just go scrape up sand off the beach. That it's probably you know processed and and cleaned somewhat to make sure that there's not impurities and stuff in there that would catch on fire or or melt and you know. So there's right. some processing of the sand before it's used. But either way, the idea of using sand is is that's what caught me as unique and interesting because it just never occurred to me that you know that you would you know heat something up and I had no idea that it would hold the heat that long. I guess in the summer walking across the beach, I should have, you know, remembered that it's like your feet are burning. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, but I, but I, you know, even if you go to the beach in the summer after the sun goes down, the, I mean, it stays warm for a little while, but not long, 
you know, not longer than you would expect. But then you think about it, that sand is the surface layer that is spread over a large area, right? So it cools off. Um, yeah. So. I, I would be, uh, somebody in the lab needs to be doing dif different kinds of sand investigations too in terms yeah. of storage, heat storage uh, capability. Because yeah. a lot of, you know, beach sand I think is of is probably containing quite a bit of quartz I'm I'm not sure what other yeah well it's probably like be. shells and things too broken down calcium from from sure. uh, you know seashells and things like that, um, yeah. you know, yeah I, I I I would assume that the fine folks at Polar Night have done a lot of research and they selected their medium, you know, for a reason. Sure. Um, so they're just not telling us, folks. Yeah, keeping it secret. <laughs> Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. it's probably like, you know, business, um, propriety, proprietary sure. business information. Right. So, Hey, it's not tech, but I just wanted to, to follow up on, I had sent you the other day, uh, two videos. One was a 50th anniversary re-recording of Don McLean's American pie and he did it with an acapella group called Home Free. And then I also shared with you the video of them singing Folsom Prison Blues. Did you get a chance to, to, to watch and or listen to either of those? For about an hour and a half this morning, I've been listening to Home Free. And I basically have found a way to get to, uh, I think it was 155 songs, videos that they have on there. Uh -huh. That started back in 2008. Right. The earliest ones. And go right up till today. I mean, they're still adding to it. Oh yeah. So, I mean, so they're basically in the business of video production. Production. Yeah, so, they do. They do a lot of stuff on uh, on uh, YouTube. I mean, they're they're an acapella music group, but they that's how they put out their music initially. And apparently, they originally started doing a lot of like um, cruise ships and things like that. That's how they, you know, those mm -hmm. were the gigs they got that were paying. And. Uh, well, uh -huh. I hadn't done a Wikipedia search. That was right. kind of the next thing. And I said, well, I better get rid of the, yeah. the show. So I was kind of wondering how they're making money with their music when they're giving right. it away for free. Well, they, you know? they, they're putting out albums as well. But realize that today's music business, essentially the music is free. And everybody understands that. The way musicians make money now is getting people to pay for tickets to go to a concert to see them live. Uh -huh. and, so, um, and so that's why you see them touring. Um, and, uh, because they, and, and if you think about it historically, they never, the, the musicians were the, the last ones on the food chain when it came to making money off of records anyway. Um, you know, the, the record company took the bulk of that because they do all the marketing and they do the production of the, you know, the physical music. But since there is no physical music anymore, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, music is well, well, all well, just electrons. Well, well, the other thing that still drives the music business is uh, the magazine or whatever that hit, uh, new music box or whatever it is that publishes the the ratings of what's mm -hmm. a number one, two, three. I can't yeah. think of them Billboard. Now, but Billboard, yeah. Uh, they're the ones who get uh, people. Uh, that basically is the key marketing. So you, you got to have a hit record and they're the guys who call the hits, so to speak with their, well, they reflect marketing. what's being done with the radio stations. And a lot of the radio stations are now owned by giant conglomerates. So, so, you know, half the station, I mean, in, in every city you can find, 
the same basic music being played on three or four different stations because those three or four stations are each owned by a different conglomerate. Well, and and on most phones, it's uh, I don't know Apple Music or what's the other one? Spotify. Uh, you have Spotify. I have Apple Music, but my my children use Spotify. So but, uh, yeah. So that's that's the music business, sir. But realize Apple Music and Spotify, while they do have an option for you to let them play like music to you like a radio, the vast majority of people who use those don't do that. They just download or they, they stream the music they want. They pick their own music. Yeah. So the music industry's changed a lot in, in the last, you know, ten or fifteen years because of that. Well that's and the so, beauty of it, and that's that's why I like uh if I'm going to watch videos of I'm I'm not all that keen on videos. Generally, mm-hmm. uh, I, I do audio. Uh, I, my, you know, there's not that much value added to seeing people dress up in some kooky thing or whatever, or dance around on stage yeah. while they're singing. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's interesting sometimes. And if it's a live recording, I don't mind seeing the concert f- video footage. But um, but you know, if it's a studio recording that they just made up a video to go with, it's like, yeah, okay. I mean, sometimes they're interesting. You know, uh, but but you get the pure music by the audio track. Yeah, and a and a well recorded sound. You know, uh, yeah. now I I noticed on their list at least half of them, and and mo- maybe more as they've been very good about selecting good songs, taking yeah. other other people's top hits. You know, yeah. Uh, are, I I don't know if now, anybody in the group is a songwriter. I don't know enough about that. But most of the songs that they select are songs that they then arrange for a cappella. And yeah. there's five guys in the group, and one of them primarily is a beatbox. And I tell you, I swear, if you were, were sitting with your eyes closed, you're going like, no, somebody's playing drums in there. And just like you just think there's drums, but there isn't. Yeah. There, there's no yeah. instruments whatsoever. It's all done vocally. Well, that's that's um, what I liked about the group is that yeah. uh, it's it, they probably need a couple more people, I think. It, I, mm-hmm. and, and the reason I say that is that basically uh, – the more variety you have in the voices, you can basically see. I'm of the Ray Conniff days. I always thought that back in the day, Ray Conniff invented one of the most wonderful things. He made an orchestra out of voices. Yeah. And one of the very first to do that, and and had hit records for years. And there, there, there's a, no, that was a big group, really big group. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it was a choral group, and. Nobody has done that since, but, but there's still some fairly large, uh, smaller groups, you know, five is considered large today. <laughs> uh, I think, uh, what for vocal groups. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. For vocal groups. And, and there's probably other, you know, limits because if you're going to travel, it, it gets, you know, unwieldy if you get too big a group. So, yeah. And anyway, these guys are all obviously individually very talented because they do switch around the parts of the, of the song, uh, to five different voices at, in, in a very effective way. So the arrangements is the key thing they're bringing to the, to the song. Yeah. Well, and I think Uh, they, they've, you know, uh, arguably all got pretty strong voices too. Um, you know, the guy who's, who's, you know, they've got guys who sing way down low and they've got, you know, some pretty high vocals as well. And, uh, and they all seem to have a fairly good range. Yeah. Um, well, well, that's the, the real key uh, mm-hmm. to a group. They have two phenomenal basses. They mm-hmm. have w- one really good tenor. Yeah. 
uh, and the other two guys are kind of, uh, you know, the bar baritone or, uh, well, t tenor one and tenor two. Tenor t level two is the lower one. But but anyway, uh, mid mid range or oftentimes the vocalist uh, in a, in a uh, typical song. You know, as, as an individual soloist, few people really make it as a person that just has a real high voice or a real low voice. There are, of course, some a few exceptions, but they're generally mid-range people. Yeah. But but within groups, that's the that's what the groups really bring in, is oh yeah, a good high and a good low, along oh, agreed. with that lead voice, and that's what really adds the the wonderful harmonies. You know. So, anyway, I. Thoroughly enjoyed yeah. them. Thought they were an extremely talented group. I hadn't heard of them though, and I'm wondering, you know, how they're making their money and and all yeah. of that that goes with it. Because today, uh, you know, the internet's about the only way you can break out, and they're sure hitting it hard there. Yeah. Uh, well, they're doing it like I said. They're doing it the same way that all the musicians are doing it nowadays. Is they make they really make their their money. You know, unless you're you're you know somebody like a Taylor Swift who can demand that you, uh, you know, get a bigger cut of the, the sales, you know, and, or you're selling so much that, that, that the few cents that you get from, from Spotify and iTunes, when somebody plays your song, you know, go to you, um, you know, but the, the, the exceptions are the really, really big names. The, the, the most working musicians are literally that they're working musicians and, and they make their, they really make their money off of you paying to come see them. And then buying their swag while you're at their show, sure. and so that's what that's what they do, you know. So yeah, they have a lead tenor, a high tenor, a baritone, a bass, and then the guy does the beatboxing, which is the percussive sounds. Mm -hmm. So, well, I, I I really like that, as you said, the, the drum kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. There there are lots of other sounds that can really make songs too, and and unfortunately, I don't have any point of reference other than right. Ray Conniff singers. Right. Where you where you would uh, think that you were you had, that they had a backing band that was that good, right? But there wasn't. Well, there were but all if you voices. if you if you listen to the um you know the their the some of their cuts and stuff too, but there's you know while somebody else is singing um, part of the melody, there'll be somebody going beep beep boop beep beep you know and and yeah. and when you sound and. and you know, they they even harmonize some of that, so it sounds like somebody you know hitting like a uh, 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 a chord on a synthesizer or something, or a, even a keyboard. You know, um, yeah. uh, or you know, it's just it's, I just think they're really well done, and I enjoyed it a lot. And they've got uh, you know they've got a uh, I was listening to it on. I mean, I saw the videos, but quite frankly, the sound quality in the videos is poor compared to what you get on iTunes or Spotify. And so I was listening to some of that. They've got a couple albums out. They've got a Christmas album. And so they've been doing this a while. Um, but I had just not come across them before. So I enjoyed listening to them yesterday as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I spent a lot of time mostly just to see what variety of music they had because I, when I saw 150 songs, wow, that's, that's impressive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They've been around a while and they seem to <clears throat> crank out quite a bit through their repertoire. They did a, uh, a, 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 take on um the oak ridge boys elvira and they mm -hmm. did it with the oak ridge boys so that was kind of cool well and and they also mm -hmm. did that that one song by uh shoot now name slips my mind but uh 
Well, the one that I shared with you was the American Pie, Don McLean's uh, remake, and that he was re-recording the song. It's been 50 years since he recorded that song, and he recorded that song, you know, 20-something years after after the plane crashed and, and they died out in the, the cornfield. Yeah. And so uh, they uh, um, he contacted them. He had heard about them and said, hey, oh, is that I, right? I want to do a re-recording of this. And he's realizing that he's like 87 or 88, something like that, and his voice is not as clear as it used to be. And so he, if you watch it, he sings parts of it, but not all of it. Uh, and that way he can rely on the strength of their voices. And he just really liked what they were doing. And so he went and uh, yeah, I, did I, it. I enjoyed that song. I was more fascinated with Folsom Prison Blues and mm -hmm. how they took uh, something that was known for just a bass voice of Johnny Cash. Right. Who made that song and turned it into uh, a whole different song, really. Yeah, but, yeah. There were but, parts of it that they, they were singing the same thing, and they used one of their deeper voices to do that. But right. then they added... Uh, sections that were never in the original that that were really interesting. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was interesting, and thank you for sending it. I I'm a music lover, you know, and yeah, well, I figured you'd appreciate that, and and uh, you know, I mean, it's clear by some of their collaborations that they're well known within the country music world, and yeah. uh, and I don't know how how I had never come across them before, but uh, um, I was glad that I did. Because that yeah, that was well, enjoyable. there's there there are a, a lot of them online now. Yeah, uh, I actually happened to watch a. Uh, it wasn't too long, but it was a. There was a documentary on the 50th anniversary of the song American Pie. Yeah, and uh, and they were in it. They they talked about going into the studio with Don McLean to record it, and that's where I heard them. Um, mm -hmm. But there's a lot of people in that video too. It, uh, it's one of uh, the American Pie is one of the songs that. Um, uh, um, oh shoot! Now, of course, I want to say his name and I'm blanking on it. Uh, Garth Brooks does in concert a lot, and oh, yeah, and so uh, he, in fact, he was telling us he he was on the on the documentary telling a story about uh, they he was at a <clears throat> concert somewhere. And it was one of his earliest ones, and he they lost all of their power uh the only thing that was working was like his mic and so it, it, one mic working and so he he you know immediately like well what do i do so he lifted his guitar up so that his mic could get you know his voice and his guitar and he just started you know a long long time ago when i was not so young you know and and, and he and he said that the um you know, the audience immediately went silent, and as soon as he hits the bye-bye part, everybody sings that part because everybody knows those lyrics. And, you know, that's it, it gave them time yeah. to then fix the, the sound system so that everybody could, you know, get back to what they were, had intended to do. Yeah, it's, uh, at, at, at these concerts, they always have these songs that they that are crowd songs. And yeah. so they're, they're always crowd pleasers because people want to sing along with it. Yeah, you almost yeah. can't hear that song without, when they get to the chorus, joining in. Right. You know, I mean, it's just, it's, it's really hard to just sit and listen because it's, yeah, yeah, I know that one. That's just a sing along song. Uh, and it's funny because most people couldn't tell you what a lot of the other verses are, but, but they know bye bye. Well, there's a lot of songs that if you just looked at the verses, uh, mm -hmm. you might never want to hear the song. Yeah. I mean, like just bye bye American pie. It has to do mm -hmm. a lot with, a 
basically a, a suicidal wish, you know. No, that's not it at not, all. Not, and in not, fact, not quite. Don McLean talks about the how he wrote the song and 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 and, and the, how he chose the different lyrics. The the bye bye American Pie came to him early on, and he knew that he had a really good hook with that. And then he started went back and wrote the lyrics. And basically, what it was all about was the disillusionment of of American society in the seventies, av- having gone through the sixties and had assassinations of people. And, and, you know, as we moved into the seventies, when he was writing that as to whether or not, um, uh, you know, we should be looking up to things getting better or whether we should, you know, basically duck and cover. And that was what it was. It was about, you know, just. But as so, a prelude to his song, there were several plane crashes or something where groups of musicians went down and uh the 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 day the music died i thought reflected the buddy holly that's what uh, it was about it was about that because when he was a kid he delivered newspapers and he he remembered the day that that the plane had crashed and when he was out delivering papers and that was the big headline was that Mm -hmm. and so he came up with the line that that would be called you know he he remembered that as the day the music died because he was a fan of buddy holly and mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, and so they talked a little bit about that history and, and he actually performed a, a 50th anniversary of his song at the um, auditorium there in Iowa, which was where that they, they had their last show before then uh, Richie Valens and the Big Bopper and, and Buddy Holly then flew out. And yeah. every time I re- hear the story, I always every time it seems like I always forget that uh, the guitar player for Buddy Holly was Waylon Jennings. Yeah, and he was supposed to be on the plane, but he gave That's... up his seat to the Big Bopper because the Big Bopper had a, had a uh, cold, and yeah. and the bus was not heated, and their drummer wasn't even at that show because he was being treated for frostbite and he was stayed at a hospital in another town uh, because the bus was so cold, and yeah. uh, and so he said, "Well, you're sick. You fly out, and I'll I'll stay here and take the bus," and uh, you know. I'm sure yep. every day he woke up, he went like, wow, you know, it, yep. just for a moment of chance. And I guess Richie Valens wasn't supposed to be on the plane either. And basically he asked to get on the plane and he and another member of Buddy Holly's band flipped a coin. And yep. how many of those has happened? I think uh, yeah. Rick Nelson went down in a plane too, right? Yeah. So, I think so. Yeah. They said he was uh, smoking weed or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. You know, John Denver was in a play. Well, and that was absolute foolishness. And he was supposed to be the knowledgeable person about yeah. airplanes, but obviously no no sense about safety. Yeah, because well, he that had, was a crappy designed plane. They shouldn't have even allowed that well, thing to fly. Exper- it's an experimental plane. You can't even call yeah. those designed planes. Yeah, it was a kit plane. And to switch yeah. from one gas tank to the other, he had to reach up over his left shoulder behind him. Yeah. You know, like who puts a switch behind you over your left shoulder? What kind of stupidity is that? Yeah, <laughs> I can tell you right now that's a bad idea. You know. So anyway, uh, that was uh, you know, and, and the, the story just keeps going on and on. You know, in country music, uh, uh, the queen of country music lost her life near Nashville, uh, mm-hmm. along with a couple other guys. I can't remember the group now or not, but they were individuals. But they were coming back to Nashville from a road tour uh uh she did the willie nelson song uh mm-hmm. dang my, i'm i'm always 
having tough, tough time with names. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. Why don't Why don't we move on to some Rick, technology? Rick Nelson was it was a passenger in a Douglas D three DC three that was his um, touring plane, and it crashed uh, on a flight between Alabama and Dallas, where he was supposed to be performing on New Year's Eve. Both pilots survived. All seven passengers died. Yeah, I, I, I remember that. I thought that was an odd thing. Yeah. But it just goes to show you, you're going to look out for number one, what, the way you steer that plane in. Yeah, but I mean, you know, if everybody's assuming everybody is, you know, strapped in in the back. Uh, yeah, yeah. generally, you, 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 they all survive or not none. But Right. You know, but there was a f- famous uh, band crash. Uh, it was at uh, Leonard Skinner in the in the uh, late seventies, early eighties, yeah. um, where the plane went down and some survived and some didn't. You know, um, so I yep. don't know. I guess when it's your time, it's your time, and so you you know. Yep. But uh, anyway, let's talk about tech instead of uh, instead of I meant just to have a brief conversation about the the music videos I sent. And we spent we talked about the music business, which neither of us know anything about. And we talked about <laughs> people dying on airplanes, which neither and, of us and, know anything about. <laughs> and, and, and we have some videos that I saved and sent to you. And and it's been so long since I've seen them. that I don't remember yeah. exactly why, with one exception. I've, so I'm going to talk about that one. First. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Anyway, uh, the basic ar- uh, uh, article has to do with 8K and QOLED TVs banned in European Union. Well, it, yeah. it, it's that's not what's really banned, right. first of all. Yeah, it's mis- But he's misleading. a TV guy, and so he's talking about that. But anyway, and there's and even some 4K TVs. But yeah. the real problem has to do with the fact that right now in Europe, people don't have energy. Okay. Yeah. And because of the dependence on Russian, uh, fuel and that's gone away and they're getting it from Scandinavia or something and lots, any place they can get it. In fact, they're burning trees and coal and keep trying to keep nuke, uh, stacks still working, uh, that were being shut down. And anyway, it's a crisis. And as a part of the crisis, you got to attack both sides and they're ready to, pass a ban on how much energy homes can use, but people don't want to give up their TV sets. They certainly mm-hmm. don't want them to buy new ones because the high, the higher pixel count makes a big difference in energy loss yeah. for, for TVs. Energy so the, efficiency. So what they're looking yeah. for is to say that anything sold, any electrical items sold in the in Europe are going to be held to very strict, uh, electrical consumption. Yeah. Uh, now, now the, the point of this, and they sort of hint at it in the article and other articles like it, are that it's going to affect the world. And that's true because electronics depends, the prices of electronics depend on uh, new technology and on selling lots and lots of them. So, how do you sell new technology and lots and lots of them in the TV business worldwide when, when they have a large part of the world like Europe with money, you know, one of the major consumer countries, not, not, not as big as the U S or China, but still a pocket of change banning, uh, the market over there. So the markets changed as a result of the, the war. 
And yeah. so, uh, unless that changes, uh, there's a lot of TV manufacturers that are trying to figure out what to do. Don't ship something that's not going to sell because the, the or, situation. Yeah. Or won't be allowed to sell. Won't be allowed to sell. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Europe's done things like that in the past. I mean, they, they, they have a tax structure that basically forces people into small four cylinder engines, uh, going back to, you know, in the sixties. And so that's why, you know, the U S version of, of some, some of their cars have, have larger engines than the one that sold in Europe, uh, because there's they're requ- they're they're taxed based on the the um uh the was it cylinder size just engine displacement and uh you know i mean they they do lots of things to uh well the, that's that's the socialist europe yeah and that's, that's of- exact that's exactly what the democrats are trying to do here now in fact that's why joe biden says the uh Inflation wasn't high enough because that, I mean, really, he said that I saw, listen to him on TV. He, he wasn't, didn't know he was on TV, but you know, it, nevertheless, <laughs> uh, what happens is that they're trying, they're pushing the, uh, climate change agenda and trying to drive electric, but at the same time they're taking actions. There is no pl- transition plan. That's the real problem. And, and they're, they're trying to get away from allowing us to make decisions like we always had in a free enterprise system. And well, what I was go, going, the only thing that I would, going, the only thing I would, I would say in, in response to some of that is that, that, you know, I don't disagree with you, but that the, whether you are uh, of a liberal or a conservative slant, you that something that the governments do regardless it's not just a socialist agenda but what they do is they create laws to construct things that are favorable to their pers- their specific perspective and so the laws are meant to to cajole and sometimes out, outright force you to run your life and your business in means that fit their specific agenda regardless of which political agenda it is What's what what's good is that we switch back and forth between them enough here in our country that neither one gets to have a long term say. Well, it, it has to do with single party control of Congress. One of the major flaws in our Constitution was not having a rule that said there will be no single party control. Just totally outlawing it. You know? Yeah. If, well, if you want all the three, founders... you gotta tell me which the found uh, so, a good night if you if you read through the um, the uh, 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 shoot what are the oh, name of the letters the, uh, there were a, a fair number of founders who argued that we should never we we should structure things so that we don't allow us to break into parties because they felt like that would cause polarization um, you know and we had we've had parties now for 200 years and we've had a fair amount of polarization around it and fought a civil war over it. So, you know, maybe they yeah. were right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, polarization apparently is going to happen regardless of what they do. Yeah. I think what you they know, had hoped because, to do was to, that we, you know, that we, there'd be more individual voices and less people grouping together. But I think that's unrealistic. I think that human beings tend to clump together with those <laughs> of like mind, you know, 
you, yeah. you hang out at the bar with your buddies and go, yeah, yeah, my team, our team's better. It's our team. Let's go team, right? It's not, yeah. you know, everybody's sitting around cheering for whichever team seems to strike their fancy, you know? But but the the whole business, as far as I'm concerned about politics, has everything to do with putting the right priorities on uh, uh, security. It has to be on security. And that's one of the things that scares me the most, because we've just seen Europe uh, suffering, you know, some awful things over there. And it's going to get worse because they overlooked security. They they jumped whole hog into prioritizing climate change. And China could care less about that. Hell, climate change is never going to work because China says, hey, I'm going to dominate. That's my goal. You know, yeah, the hell with climate change. And the thing that's that's funny about it is is that they you know China plays I guess not funny it's it's scary, China plays the game of telling everybody yeah 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 we're doing it, we're a hundred percent on board yeah we'll sell we'll sell you we'll sell you the guys the panels but we're going to make more coal in order yeah. to do it yeah our know? factory is run on coal to 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 make these these panels that we're selling to you guys, you know there's yeah. a lot of people there's a lot of um, uh, countries that are. You know, I guess third world countries is not the right term these days, but the lesser developed countries that look at look at us as pretty hypocritical about that, too, though. They're saying, you know, you guys burned all the coal and did everything so you could get ahead. And now when we want to try to 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 get ahead and have better lives, you're saying, oh, no, don't burn coal, you know, and they're going like, well, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, we 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 deserve to have a better <laughs> life, too. You know, so, I mean, it's it's a complex yeah. issue when you talk about the the whole world politics. You know, and then you've also like like we were saying, we've got people. There, there are players on the world stage who who, um, you know, lie. <laughs> They'll tell tell you one thing <laughs> and then com- and do something completely different. Uh, you know, it's like don't look over here behind the curtain. So yep. Anyway, yes. Welcome uh, to Generation uh, but, Politic. And, the thing anyway, is, is that it's gonna, they're going to they're going to stymie good televisions. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of TVs, I ordered one, Todd. You did. You pulled the trigger. What'd you get? I pulled the trigger. Yeah, it's it's another uh, uh, brand like I have. What's uh, not Samsung? Uh, dang. I don't know. What do you got? Word. Uh, do you have Samsung? Do you have... Oh, LG is what you not, had, right? Not Samsung. L, LG. Yeah, it's another right. LG. Uh-huh. But it's, but it's an OLED. Yeah, and LG's got the best OLEDs. And and everybody says it's wonderful. And anyway, I got one that's going to be uh, got what they call a gallery, which you hang on the wall. And mm-hmm. I'm paying the Best Buy people, uh, you know, tech geeks, I guess they call them. Yeah, Geek to, Squad to come, to come over it, and set it up. To, to come out and put it up for me. What yep. size? Uh, 65. I went up from 55 to 65. Mm-hmm. There you but go. Beyond that, in my living room, it's going to look too too out of space. No, no way. 85. But, come on. <laughs> but but it but it's a 4K. Right. 8K. Yeah. Well, and, and 4K. I mean, 8K is one of the. You're if you're buying an 8K TV, you're doing it to future proof yourself. There is no 8K material. Nothing. Nothing is broadcast in 8K. No movies are available in 8K. Um, there might right. be a few specialty documentaries to show it off, but other than that, there's nothing. The 4K is yeah. is really where it is. 4K and I, with I, HDMI. I think, I think television I mean, has HDMI. made such, H- such an advance since I bought my last yeah. one 
that it'll be a long time before they have that many, you know, yeah. things that are, are important because that these 4K TVs are marvelous. Yeah, right? 4K yeah. and the HDR, and you're just gonna it's it's stunning. Sitting yep. across the room, you're not going to be able to tell the difference between that and a window. You know, quite frankly, well, if you if you put the picture yeah. of a window up, you know, if you put a 4K camera on the other side of your wall and showed what was on the other side of your wall on that television, it looked like a window. <laughs> yeah, and and well, it's got uh, built into it also when you turn it off that there's it'll run this. Uh, series of artwork and stuff like that right. on your yeah, wall, and you can change the timing and stuff. Yeah, like. the LG so Gallery TV is basically their spin on what Samsung was doing with the uh, the picture frame TV. But so. anyway, I, 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 I figured with the Black Friday pricing and all mm -hmm. that it sounded too good, and to get it mounted and all that for $199, I signed up for, uh, which is less than if you just pay for the mounting of that one device. Right. Or basically servicing because I got a couple other things in mind that I might want them to bring out and right. set up for me. Because one of this one of the features of the TV is it's got that uh, uh, over the air uh, uh, 4K capability. Uh, eight, uh, I don't know. You're not tongue not, anymore. Say, you're not describing it. Well, it so has like a name. Uh, uh, next gen. TV, uh, I think it's called over That's, the air TV. I don't know. Next that, gen. Oh, you're talking about just like uh, uh, aerial without without being attached to cable or anything like that. The That's new right. broadcast standard. Feature, broadcast standard. That, you're right. There's a next gen broadcast standard. Yeah. And furthermore, it's also got the networking thing for the audio, so that you can attach audio speakers that are wireless and stuff around it. It's got all the goodies that I can think of that I wanted. <laughs> you know, right. I, whether I use them or not, I just said, you know, this 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 will be my thing, you know. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I'm I'm kind of excited. I, first of all, I thought at the way they were selling it that I was going to get it possibly tomorrow. You know, I mean, it was a, mm -hmm. there's two available in the store. Quick, get it. You know, and yeah. And, but, but the problem is they can't do the installation until the 30th because obviously there's people, that's a people issue, uh, in order to have enough people available to do all that. So, yeah. uh, anyway, so the 30th of this month, I'll get my, my TV installed. Mm -hmm. Cool. But anyway, yeah, as, I remember uh, when we, t we talked about next gen TV before and when I looked it up, it's like for whatever reason, there's not it's not even available in in my areas in the the L.A. area, but in Charlotte, you've got um, uh, CBS, ABC, NBC, Fox, and Channel sixty four. So five five yep. channels. Yep. So uh, now I'll have to buy a separate special antenna for that, and and mm -hmm. I'm I'm going to go back to these geek guys to get help me get that system and install it because I want the uh -huh. antenna in the, in the attic somewhere, I think, you know? Yeah. So anyway, I'll talk yeah. to them while they're here and see well, if they Well, what's cool too that. is it's the next gen TV will give you a lot of the features that are built into like a lot of um, like satellite and cable stuff, but you get it over the air for free. You don't have to do anything extra and it's just right. there. And so you'll be able to do things like call up uh, live stats and things like that when you're watching sports games, if you want. Um, well, um, and, and I'll need some advice as to how to do all that wiring to get that, you know, out of my, 
little room here right over to the main living room uh on the on the same cable you know mm-hmm. <laughs> there's one cable between here and there yeah so i i don't know how that'll work yeah yeah well you know you can talk to the folks and they'll they'll that's yeah. what the that's what the geek squad is for and uh that's- you you are beyond the days of of you know climbing around and running your own wires and stuff. So it's like you know that's what? right. Get, I, I pay somebody I can't else do to this do that. stuff myself. You know, so yeah. If, if I can't get somebody to do it for me, it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm still stupid enough to try to do a lot of that stuff myself. But I I can see the day coming where I'm just like ah forget that I'll just pay the guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, but yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting stuff. Yeah, I'm excited for you for the television. It's going to be a, a big difference for you, you know. And if you bring your um, your uh, two AirPods out and set them on either side, then you can get um, uh, the uh, Apple will play the um, the surround sound through those two speakers. Yeah, you know, well, the, the, there's what, there's... what is it? You know, Apple calls it the. Um, uh, what are they, you know, when you wear your AirBuds, AirPods, you can get the special sound. I can't remember what they call it now. Dang it. Uh, uh, Apple has a, uh, a marketing term for it, you know. Uh, the marketing terms is the thing. You know, it's like, I don't remember everybody's marketing terms. You guys got a bunch of different names <laughs> for this stuff. And it's like, I don't remember what you call it. What? But they, um, yeah, spatial audio. Well, it's, Apple it's, calls it's, it spatial audio. And the right. the AirPods, if you pair, if you put them, if you put them in a stereo pair, then and then when you're playing Apple TV, Apple TV can use those two as your sound source instead of the speakers built into your television, and they support spatial audio. Yeah. Well, so, probably the first thing I will will get. I won't have it by the thirtieth, but I, I may. I may go down to the Apple Store just to, to get it. And that's the four K. Uh, Apple. Oh, right. Yeah. Cause you're the one you have right now is the old uh, HD one. Right. So that won't, right. give, won't give you the better quality sound and the, and, uh, that's, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So you need, yeah, you definitely need that first. So that so, also comes, uh, did you buy one of the new remotes when they came out? Or are you still using the, the paddleboard remote? I use the one on my iPad. I don't have a separate. Oh, you just use remote. the, the virtual remote. You, right. you probably had one and lost it. That's part of the problem with the stupid remote design is it's too easy to lose. It's like, well, cool, think, let's make you know, a remote that's flat. You can't tell the top from the bottom, and it's little, so it'll slide down between all your cushions. Well, I know where to find it. All I have to do is ask your mom because she yeah. uses it for her exercise stuff. Ah. Well, the new one comes on with TV. an updated remote, and so instead of having like a flat paddleboard thing, it's got like a round disc thing that works more like a click wheel like did on the old iPods. Um, but you can also swipe across the round thing and use it as a touchpad too. It's just, uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah, you should find that that's going to like, you know, be much more responsive when you're clicking buttons and things and obviously going to get much better quality video because, you know, you've quadrupled the number of dots you're looking at. Well, uh, this, this TV does have the, uh, Amazon system built in. Right. So, so that you can, you can change channels that way right um so. yeah and you may find you like that um my experience has been with streaming and i've used amazon google and apple products and roku products in fact i've got a, a two different roku tvs and when i want to stream something i do it through the apple tv 
the quality of the image, the quality of the interface, and the um, the consistency of the streaming is better through the Apple products. I think that they've mm-hmm. got more memory and they do better buffering, and so I never get the the like you know screen freezes and then a little spinning wheel while it catches up. And I get that with the others. I've had that happen with every one of them. Um, and there's probably more more horsepower in the Apple TV, especially oh, sure. the last one. Yeah, the, yeah. I mean, each of them probably, but yeah, the last one has certainly gotten better. I mean, it's got the A15. It's it's the same chip that's in the uh, iPhone 13, and so it's going to be a fast. You're going to have a faster chip in your in your Apple TV than in your phone. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Unless you pull the trigger on that no. one too. <laughs> <laughs> No, this this was kind of the the Christmas package for this year, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, you're gonna enjoy. Anyway, that. mom's gonna be able to I'm see looking. the sweat dripping off of her her exercise people better. Although I think her <laughs> I don't think her video was in in 4K either, though, was it? Uh, I don't know. Her no, source video. Yeah. No. No, it wasn't. Yeah. So it was just off. It was just something I imported off of a DVD. Right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. If you wanted oh. 4K, you had to go to a 4K Blu-ray. So. Well, yeah. we, we can just sign. We can just sign up for Apple Fitness. Right? That's what I've told you is you should try the Apple Fitness because they've got exercise for every age group and different levels, and that way you're not doing the same thing every day. You get to mix it up a little bit. They've got you know aerobic exercises and stretching exercises and yoga and. Um, to be honest, I've looked through it, but I haven't done any of them. Uh, and, but I was talking and it turns out one of my daughters does them. She found it and she goes, yeah, I do those all the time. She does exercises oh. there because it's part of the family plan. I get, you know, the, the whole package of Apple yeah. services. Uh, so it's like, and it's funny cause I also get Apple news and I'm the one who uses Apple news. I don't think anybody else does, but that's one of my sources for going and, you know, just reading what's going on in the world is Apple news. You know, it's one of my places. Uh, oh, you get you 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 you're signed you're signed up for the one, so there's no little red things that say you can't get this one unless you subscribe. Right. But I think the way Apple News works is they're still selling subscriptions for other people. So right? well, you, you can you can buy subscriptions through them for other stuff too. But when you have Apple News, everything that's in your main feed is is readable regardless of its source. Well, you see, um, and, and there's I don't, a bunch of magazines included in that price too. So I, you one know, of the thing, go ahead. one of the things that angers me about Apple news is the advertising half of those darn things that any, it seems like every article I might want to read has got the little red thing by it saying you got to subscribe first. Right. You know, well, because, and, well, when I, I signed up for Apple one premium, which gives me all of their services for one price. And the reason I did that is it was $5 more than what I was already paying for iCloud, iTunes, and and Apple TV. So if I added those up, for $5 more, I also got their their uh, their Apple Arcade games, which I don't use that much, the Apple Fitness, which my daughter uses, the Apple News, which I use. So I, And that way, then I also don't have any frustration. If I want to go to do any of those things, I can. you know. And I thought, well, you know, it's $5 more than I was already spending, so I'm just going to do it. And that way it's one bill and I get it all. But, but I don't think Apple news lets you get all of those red things out of there because there, there's a lot of independent people that are selling through Apple news, right? No, I'm telling you that I have Apple news and I don't remember ever clicking on something and saying, sorry, you can't read this because it's subscription only. 
You know, now if oh, you follow, so maybe as, maybe if you follow a link and then that link takes you to another link that takes you to, you, you can dig down and get to a spot where it says, Hey, wait a minute. You know, you're now on somebody else's page and that page now has some stuff you could buy from somebody. But when you just go through it, you yeah. have to, you have to go hunting to find that stuff. Oh, I see. That's probably what they mean by premium. I haven't, haven't really looked at that. Yeah. Okay. I understand. So, but yeah, it's called I, the app, I, I, Apple One. Is their is their bundled package? I, anyway, I I took Apple uh, News off of my screen because I just don't want to even accidentally hit it. I get so frustrated with it, so I just said, "Get it out of the way. I don't want to see it." So, but if, yeah. if I paid for the premium, then I guess it's it's acceptable. You know. Yeah, I mean. If you're already paying for just, iCloud and for you know any of the other I gotta, services, I I think I got a five group thing because it started all with storage. You know I I needed to I wanted everything backed up online. Right, and that's why I and, you know I pay for the the largest iCloud account because I back up all of our family stuff to it. So and that and that's in these packages. So that's that's one. Yeah. And anyway, there were two or three of them that I had anyway. And so I said, well, you know, I got, I, I got another package, but it didn't mm -hmm. include news. Yeah. Well, there's Apple One Individual, Apple One Family, and Apple One Premier. Apple One yeah. Premier includes uh, music, Apple TV, Apple Arcade, iCloud, news, and Apple Fitness. Yeah. If you just get the individual one, it, it, it gives you music, Apple TV, Arcade, and the iCloud storage. And if you get the family one, uh, yeah, that's what they include. So, so you get four of them with the family one to get the to get everything news and everything. Then you got to buy the premier one, and that is it's thirty three dollars a month. So it's not like it's super cheap. But oh, if you yeah. if you were to go buy each of these things individually, it would end up costing you more. Oh, it's it's. I yeah. guess here's what it is: is it's it's my it's thirty dollars a month. Well, anyway, I I, yeah. I have app, Apple Music too. That was the other thing that was high on my list of things to have. So that and the storage, and I forgot what the other third thing is. Or the way I, I wait a minute, mm -hmm. I think there were five things in the group, but I'd I'd have to go back and look at it and see what I've got. Yeah, if you buy the six different services individually, it's fifty nine dollars a month. Yeah. You know, and so by getting it as a $30 a month package, you know, you're saving a lot. Now, I probably wouldn't buy them individually, but when I was buying the music and the, uh, and the Apple TV and the iCloud, that was costing me, let's see, 17 and 10 is 27 plus seven for the Apple TV. See, so it was already costing me $30 a month. So I just said, well, you know, if I'm paying $30 a month for three of them, I might as well get all six of them for the same $30 a month. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I need to go back and look at that and evaluate what, what I really have. And if there's any, if I want to rearrange it somehow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's, you need you know, to right, one right size it for how you actually use it, you know? Right. I did that at one time and then I just sort of like set it and forget it, you know, and then 
never reviewed it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Which is, you know, that's, that's what they count on when you do subscriptions, right? <laughs> that you'll right. never go back and, <laughs> and go, wait a minute. When did I sign up for that? So I actually, well, I, I, I like that Apple has under, under, uh, under your settings, you can go in and look at your subscriptions and uh, in one place, and then you can go, you know, you can go through and review them every once in a while, and go, do I want to keep that? Is that something I'm really using? Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. So anyway, I'm uh, I'm I'm set for the holidays. I I uh, I wanted to let you know here we're after twelve thirty already, quarter to one. I, I need to see if I can't get my car in today. Okay. And so, uh, we haven't so talked a lot I'd, of tech today, but that's okay. Yeah. Well, we, we did, we talked those things that interest us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, that's, but that's the, but that's the thing we want to talk about, right? Right. Right. So, uh, Hey, I sent you one last thing. It's a video. And so you probably don't want to watch it right now while we're on the show, but you may want to watch it. I thought it was pretty interesting. So they made, they, what they did is they made a, a soft, meaning kind of rubberized uh, little robot, and it's small. It's only a few inches across. But it basically Swimmer, huh? swims the butterfly stroke. And really? Yeah. They, they said that they figured out it made it you know, both fast and efficient. It goes like um, – uh, like, 1.7 or 0.7 times its body length per stroke, which is very efficient. Yeah, yeah, but can the average swimmer uh, develop the muscle power needed? Yeah, no, not doing? at all. I don't think we learn anything about how to swim butterfly faster <laughs> by watching this little <laughs> robot. But it was just interesting because we, you know, we always think of robots as things like walking around or rolling around, and it's like, no, there's also swimming robots, and this one. You know, they figured out how to make motions to make it move efficiently and quickly through the water. Well, you know, some of the greatest inventions ever are just uh, duplications of nature. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, there's people who... I mean, ornithopters, who, uh, the, you know, were, were direct copies of well, birds, the, you the, know? The most recent, most recent one that I recall reading about was somebody looked at the hummingbird and said, wow... That has a really unique thing, and it allows you to build something that can fly through pipes in a miniature, tiny, tiny little form. Yeah. And un unlike other ways of flight, this thing can hover and do other things. So they mm -hmm. they figured out how to the whole understanding of how it works. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's amazing. You, you know, just by watching and the advent of like super slow-mo cameras allows you to really see what's happening sometimes, you know, in the, in the animal world and in the insect world. And we go like, Oh, we could, we could maybe make a thing that does that. So, yeah. Hey, did you see yeah. the thing that the Mayo Clinic has discovered that the Apple watch can deduct yet another different, potentially life-threatening heart oh, condition? I, 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 I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fascinating. Yeah, so now that we've got the, all these billions of devices out there, there's a one like, oh, hey, it can also tell you about this. So. Well, it was it was a pretty good hunch when they first started to build their watch to to realize that there's got to be a lot of medical overtones to what you can do once you've got something on your body. Yeah, you know, now it doesn't necessarily mean the wrist is the only place, 
but that's that's a pretty good start. Right. Well, and I think what, yeah, I, I, Apple did that. I think Apple was very cautious in announcing any of those kind of things because they didn't want to get tagged as a medical device and then have to go through a bunch of hoops with the, uh, you know, with the Food and Drug Administration. So they just said, well, here's the device. You guys, you know, and it does these things. and They've been able to get some of it approved. I suspect there's probably a fair number of things that Apple's aware of that they can't sell or market as, but it's there. You know, that they're able to pick up and detect, but they can't say it because because sure. they haven't gotten certified to say it because our, you know, and, and, and part of part of me says, you know, that's a pain, a pain that the government gets in the way of that kind of stuff. But the flip side is you really do want the government looking at that because, you know, there was a time when people were selling snake oil. You know, all over the place, yeah. and it was going to cure all. And so the government finally stepped in and said, "No, no. If you're going to deal with people's health, we need to be make sure that you're actually doing something that's helping and not hurting." You know, but so. in that regard, I listened. I listened to a uh, YouTube of Rand Paul interview this morning. Yeah, that that was really scary about the kinds of things that Fauci was involved with before, he's, and he refused. He's been going to admit after it. Fauci for. For a long time on all kinds of stuff. He's, uh, he's been calling uh, that guy out from the get-go. <laughs> well, and I think for good reason. I think so. the guy was overstepping his bounds. You so. know, we got people in gov- government that, that they just get fascinated with what their science is and stop like they don't have any morals or any controls on what their limits are yeah well be. there's a lot of there's a lot of tunnel vision there too you know when when you're you know good with a hammer everything looks like a nail to you right you know if you're good with epidemiology yep. everything looks like an epidemic and so yeah, er, 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 everybody needs a check on them I, yeah. i'm saying everybody yep and i yep. and i'm not suggesting big government be in control of all of those checkers either yeah no that's actually you know? one of the thing one of the roles that that um that the news used to f- perform was sort of the you know an, and uh, they've a, abandoned it a, a free yeah. and open news was was the what you know they used to refer to themselves as the fourth estate right we we're right. we're and, the fourth branch of government that's going to be the watchdog and keep an eye and now because they're so worried about turning a buck the, the, they're just as bad as everybody else at putting out you know, lies yeah, how, and garbage many, and half truths. How many truths in, and, investigative reporters are there? You know. Yeah, yeah. That's, well, and yeah, you know, and and even if the reporters are well intended, how many investigative reporters are told by their bosses, "We're not going to run that because those guys advertise with us," you know, or yeah. or yeah. you know, we need to we need more views, and that's not interesting to people. You know, that that only only a small segment of the population cares about that, so we're just not going to run it, even though it's you know a big deal. You know, they, they, mm-hmm. you, you wonder how many decisions are made in newsrooms um, or by business people who run the newsrooms that, you know, I don't know. Well, uh, well, and the other thing that's caused the, the demise of the news industry is the fact that uh, everybody thinks they're a news source and everybody thinks they that their speculation is the correct one. Right. You know, so the, the social media has has become entwined shall we say with legitimate news sources yeah did you, you did know, you hear about um just i was just saying you know um other news stuff here that uh bob Iger is coming back as the ceo of disney and they they booted out bob chapek the guy who'd been there for the last year no, no year i didn't half. hear that yeah well chapek had been doing a lot of things that were very um you know woke type moves and it was hurting their bottom line, and so the the board basically said, uh, "Thanks, 
thanks for all your hard work. Goodbye. <laughs> and then they brought Bob, yeah. Bob Iger back. They announced it on Sunday. Yep. You know, yeah. that, 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 that's the thing that business people need to learn. Yeah. Is, is if they're going to make their business political, they're going to ruin it. <laughs> Mac Daily News' take. Shades of Steve returning to fix the absolute mess made by his predecessors. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and Bob Iger was a Steve Jobs friend and fan. And, uh, you know, they yeah. worked together. But, uh, yeah, no, there was that whole thing where Disney was um, uh, went off on Florida for their their uh, their so-called don't say gay bill. Um, and uh, and then they they set up Scarlett Johansson's pay to, um, you know, and she's one of their their stars of their of their uh, uh, what is it? Their cartoon, their uh, movies that they do, the superhero animation. Movies. No, not animation. The superhero movies, Marvel movies. She's oh. uh, one of their stars, and they had a very loud rift with her because they cut a deal with her that she would get a percentage of the box office, and then they turned around and released her movie on their streaming series first because they wanted to uh, try to bump up subscriptions to the streaming service. And of course, she doesn't get money, uh, box office money. When they do that, she said they made that choice after they had agreed with her that she would get box office cut. And then they oh. then they premiered the movie online instead of in the theater. And so she, sued, people. so she sued them and won. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, so you but, you, you know, you do those kind of things and you lose a lot of goodwill. And uh, when your CEO is pulling that kind of shenanigans, trying to uh, trying to bump up the numbers on his streaming service so that he can, you know, make numbers there to get his bonus. He's, you know, mm -hmm. you know, it just, it's, yeah, the guy was not, uh, he, he made a bed that he had to lie in and it wasn't going to be a comfortable one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> TSMC says that they, uh, uh, will have advanced three nanometer, chi nanometer chips produced in its new Arizona, uh, facility. So, you know, Apple's been mm. helping them fund the idea of, uh, building a, uh, a production facility, on U.S. soil, they're also building one in Europe, so that providing to manufacturers in Europe will be built in Europe, and providing, you know, they're they're diversifying. Even though they're still doing it through Taiwan Semiconductor, they're diversifying their locations so that they're not uh, falling um, falling uh, victim to instabilities in different areas in the world. In other words, they're concerned about being close to China right now. So, yeah. But by, by the way, uh, or that, in this China. middle, this middle video that I couldn't remember what was about. Uh, I don't remember if it, John Stossel was on this one, but uh -huh. I've been listening or watching a lot of his lately. And he's a, I've always respected him as a reporter. So America he, just killed China's tech industry is the one you're talking yes. about. Uh -huh. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if that was a John Stossel one, but it was related to stuff I've heard Stossel talk about. And, uh, that has a lot to do with stuff that the reasons that Trump started, uh, the business of tariffs on China on uh -huh. specific things. And that was because they had this vision that was red, red, real apparent to take over the whole tech world by capturing, uh, certain key technologies, mainly that had to do with surveilling people mm -hmm. like TikTok is of course the biggest villain. And fortunately the, uh, Biden administration has kept that up and, and more of it's been going on. And so the, the 
the video that I watched was some, some key things now that, uh, G can't get his fingers on anymore. That, that really set, sets China back in terms of what they were trying to do. And so that's what this article was really all about. There's a, been a, you know, I, I contrast this to when I w- first went back and joined the military back in 1960s. And there was a big deal about every kind of a military product. And I was in the business of uh, acquisition of missiles and missile parts and stuff like that, uh, that, that was by America only. It was, you were mm-hmm. not allowed to get anything or even as part of the subcontract train from, right. you know, any country that wasn't, uh, approved by the, the, uh, the government. Right. And so we, we went and, and I've been shocked over the years as to how we've gradually moved away from that to where we have found ourselves in really bad spots. And I'm, I'm not talking about just military here either. Uh, our medicine and lots of other critical things to our population uh, were dependent to way too much on specifically China and others you know, yeah. that aren't necessarily our friends. And so uh, that's kind of what this was all about, except that this article focused on tech. And I said, well, you know, uh, we could get into what some of those technologies are, but a lot of them uh, had to do with some stuff that a lot of our small parts makers here are building that uh, are critical to a lot of things that China has too. So we, we, we found and, and looked at our whole supply chains now and determined mm-hmm. the, the, the points that we have to maintain control of. Yeah. Well, there was and, a move uh, for a long time. It's like create codependency and then nobody will be able to, you know, attack each other. Uh, well, that, right? that was when they were a third world country and then we were playing nice, nice with them and they're not playing nice anymore now that they've getting, they're seeing some benefits of dominance. So we said, well, the policy's got to change right. back to the hard-nosed decisions. Right. And uh, no, you don't get this or that. So, hey, I just, just saw breaking news in uh, Boston. A There was a high-speed crash into an Apple store in Boston, at least 10 people injured. Uh, and it apparently took out the large glass windows, which are part of the weight-bearing uh, of the front of the building. And they're Ooh, concerned boy. about the uh, the the building, building co- collapse. collapse possibility. And so they're, they're, you know, evacuating everybody out. Um, they're saying, you know, you're seeing pictures and stuff here, um, of, uh, emergency crews there. They, um, sent a local MTA bus to use as triage. They could get people on the bus and those that weren't too badly injured and use that to transport people to the, uh, to hospitals as needed. Um, so apparently there was pretty quick response, which is great. Uh, but, no. but, uh, some of the people on site are being quoted as saying, Hey, there's been lots of injuries. My wife used a spare jacket as a tourniquet. So hopefully, uh, yeah, that's, that's hopefully terrible. everybody will be able to recuperate and be okay. Uh, you know, there's too much of that going on. Just the other day, there was one in California where these police recruits, a whole bunch of them were run over until yeah. this guy hit a power pole, you know? And, yeah. uh, and I heard this morning that they've released the guy. He's not even in jail. You know, so yeah, I I thought that immediately that he was going to uh, be held in prison with a heavy uh, uh, bail or something like that. Yeah. This morning they released him. 
Yeah, I don't know the 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 Boy, specifics of the the situation. You know, I mean it. You know, I mean, you think he's going to be in jail, but I mean, who? You don't know the situation. If the guy, maybe the guy had a stroke as he was going in, and he's going to be shipped off to the hospital or something. You know, I mean. You, you would hope well, that only, it's that yeah, it's something only, benign and not somebody saying I want to kill people and crash my car into them. Yeah, you know? the only thing that it, that they did say was that he he totally passed the alcohol test, zero point mm-hmm. zero, nope, none, none there. That, yeah. that's the only thing we know about his health. Yeah, well, that's publicly known, but uh, yeah. you know, you figure there's they they wouldn't release a guy unless they they thought there was you know he was benign certainly not get get in a car and go crash into somebody else right uh, yeah but if you think second degree or third degree manslaughter or something like that's a, yeah be a charge yeah yeah because oh, i mean acts exactly i mean that's that's you, you cause what, somebody's you death five, i think i think there were five killed and yeah know, six injured or yeah something like that well this one so far they haven't said anything about deaths they said injuries but that you know it's i mean it literally is just happening so yeah. uh i mean so, you know, you know, with all this stuff, I was going to make the comment with all of these kinds of nonsense, so-called accidents happening, mm-hmm. it's, uh, I, it scares me because government is their answer will be take cars away from people or out of their control. So you, yeah. in the future, you'll never have anything but mass transit. And that's already been rumored, uh, regarding, uh, uh, vehicles so that we, we all use the proper fuel for our vehicles. You know, yeah, and do it that way. Well, there, there, you know, I mean, it, it, there are places where it makes sense. You know, New York City mass transit makes sense. You know, doesn't yeah. make sense in you know Wyoming. So you know, it's just yeah. You know, yeah. our our country is not one homogenous thing. It's very different in very different places. Hey, one thing I wanted to talk about. We mentioned it briefly, I think, before we actually came on the air today, and that was a study finds fifty percent of Mac malware comes from one app, Mac Keeper. Do not install Mac Keeper. So. Oh, uh, yeah, so Elastic Security Labs recently released its 2022 Global Threat Report. It summarizes threat trends, forecasts, and recommendations for cybersecurity industry. And 50% of all malware for the Mac comes from that app. And and it's not that the app is putting it on. The app itself doesn't. But it basically, in order to function, digs into the core of your operating system. And you have to give it permission to get into all that stuff. And then it's not very well protected. And so it becomes the conduit for people to attack your device. So, um, you know, the the fine folks at Mac Daily News say, do not install Mac Keep- Keeper, do not buy Mac Keeper. Oh. And if you have it, uninstall it now. But it is notoriously difficult to uninstall as well because it puts lots of little bitty apps all over the place. Just stay away from it. And the worst so thing is, trust, is it purports trust. to be something that's, that, that helps you fight malware and makes your computer run faster. And that's how they advertise it. And it's just, it's a mess. Stay away. Well, the word, the real thing is trust Apple more than you trust some little guy whose life, livelihood depends on the bug uh, business. Yeah. 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 Just think about their, what are their motivations? They want you to continue to buy and update their product. And what would make you do that? Ooh, you have you have malware, and we need to help you protect you from mal- malware. So how do we protect you from malware? Well, we've got to make sure you have malware first, right? Well, then we I, can protect yeah. you. <laughs> I, I have never owned an Apple product that I have put, ever put 
antivirus control app on it. Yeah. I refused. No. The only time I ever had any antivirus stuff on a Mac was when it was set up for me by a company. And the first thing I did when I got it was erase the hard drive and put on my own clean version of the operating system, took all that stuff off. And I remember talking to the IT guy about it, and he was like, well you're going to handle everything yourself then, right? And I went, absolutely. <laughs> if I ever call you for customer support, just take the computer away from me. And I never did. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yep. Now, most of my career, I was working in IT, but this has happened, happened to be when I was teaching in my second career. And so I was a teacher. But I actually was friends with the IT guys, and so they knew what I was doing. And they just they basically just said, yeah, just, you know, don't call us if anything goes yeah. wrong. And I said, don't worry. And I've, told them, only, and I told them they shouldn't have been putting virus software on them in the first place. But they yeah. felt like they, they were coming and, from the Windows world and were new. I think within a year or two, we didn't have it on the machines anymore. But uh, but they were literally, you know, were from the Windows. They were Windows guys, and, and this was their first experience with Macs. And so immediately they bought, you know, a, license, a site license yep. for for for. Uh, for virus software, because that's what they always did was buy a site license for virus software. Yep. <laughs> like, well, that's yeah. the one thing. That's the one thing that has kept me with with Apple more yeah. than anything else, because I was driven away from Windows by their mess. Yeah, I become an unusable thing. I think anyway. they're much better than they were app on the Windows side. I I have a Windows machine, and. Um, it's not nearly as bad as it used to be. It used to be, it seemed like every time I turned on my computer, I had to sit and wait for 20 minutes while it updated itself and, and, and you know, ran all of its virus profiles. And, and it was just like, who lives like this? You know? Um, but it, well, well, it's, it's gotten it's, better. Yep. It's after one, Todd. I'm going to sign off here. All right. And, uh, we'll call it a day uh, and be back next week. Uh, have a happy Thanksgiving, everybody, here in, in the U.S. of A., around the world. Yes. I think they, they, they celebrate Thanksgiving in October up in Canada. But uh, but we do it here on the third Thursday. Is the third Thursday of November every year? No, it's the fourth. Uh, it's the last Thursday of November. It's the last it's Thursday. whenever they put it on the calendar. Right, yeah. Well, this year it's the fourth Thursday, but it's the last Thursday in November every year is when we celebrate Thanksgiving and... and uh, all the wonderful things that we have. We sit here and talk about all the scary stuff going on, but, uh, you know, well, ce celebrate family and good food. Have a great week. Enjoy it, Todd. Bye-bye. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye-bye.